Loftus Party podcast. What a what in, what an insane show we had last week. What a what a fun fun show we had last week. We're on a couple of new platforms. I want to say hey to all the new people who are dipping their toesies in the Loftus Party water. I want to big a, 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 give a big shout out to Dana Perino. Dana Perino, who was uh, very kind, very generous with her time for uh, checking in with us from New Hampshire. We were getting the inside scoop. A fun, fun show. This week, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. We got we to gotta get into uh, the whole Andrew McCabe, Roger Stone of it all. We got uh, some, some more Joe Biden-isms. We're going to be making fun. Buckle up, America. Buckle up. Uh, I think the Liberty Gimlet has a bone to pick with little Mayor Petey Buttigieg. We got uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Vagina Candle update. We're all excited about that. We're going to be taking a peek behind the curtains of the, the colossal failure of Birds of Prey. Some awesomeness that's going on at the Daytona 500. It's, there's a, it's a full show. It's a full show. Thanks for being here. Oh, my gosh. We also have uh, Freedom to Laugh. Uh, Fox Nation special updates on that. It's it's a lot of show. It's a lot of show. I'm feeling good. I'm um, I'm right. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm, but I'm dancing right on the edge. How are you doing over there it, at Gyps, Gypsy Camp uh, Beta Beta Gamma? Oh, I am just sporting my full on little bit Yankee, little bit y'all ensemble today. I'm gonna hit the Walmart in my nope hoodie and my fuzzy slippers just because I can. That's um, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm going. I'm just. I'm going full half New Yorker, half redneck today. You hit the. Uh, did you hit the gym today? Did you? Did I you, are did. You still, I yeah? did hit the gym. It was arm day. I still think whoever did super, whoever developed superset, should be shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Supersets and, and Stacy are just kind of like whoa. Well, I'm jealous that you're getting ripped. I'm jealous that you're getting ripped. I gotta get in the gym. It's just insane right now. It's very, very busy. Let's let's uh, let's get right into it. I did a video last night uh, for the Loftus Party YouTube channel. I was gonna do it in the afternoon. Uh, just as this is just a shout out to uh, everyone on Patreon. So what I did, uh, we've got better lighting, and now we've got a little like studio space. I bought. Uh, cause I want to improve the quality of the videos. I want to make better videos, better videos. I got a backdrop and I got some, uh, like some stands that the back, I was very, very excited to, to get that going underway. And then, uh, I got like the emergency call from a buddy of mine, had to take care of some business. So, uh, look for a change in, in the videos coming soon. I'm so excited. I got all the, I got all the gizmos. I got all the gears. Next is a is a better microphone, but they I did a video last night about the whole because the more I think about it, the more I think about this whole uh, Andrew McCabe thing, the whole Andrew McCabe and then comparing it with Roger Stone, the more angry I get. We like to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to keep it positive. And seriously, like at least 80 percent of the time, uh, we're just having a good time laughing making fun of idiots, but this thing really got under my skin, and I was watching a clip on YouTube last night uh, that was uh, Lou Dobbs was talking about this situation, 
with some journalist. He guys, I think it was John Solomon. And John Solomon, because here's the deal, you guys. Uh, Andrew McCabe, and you probably know this, Andrew McCabe uh, lying to federal investigators under oath, I believe it's four times. Four times he lied to federal investigators under oath, and he gets a pass, and he gets a pass. And then you got Roger Stone, the exact same, the exact same crime, lied to federal investigators, and they're like, he's got to go to jail for nine years. Nine years. And, and, and they're saying that's not enough. And, and it's, it's so – so I did a video about it instantly demonetized on YouTube. Instantly. Like, Roger Stone just must be one of those keywords. But it was driving – and then I thought about this, like, after I posted the video. And and the the whole thing – so, like, Andrew McCabe is part of a, a greater uh, push to make the president look bad, to keep these investigations going. He's part of this – you're looking to discredit uh, the duly elected leader of the free world. And now Roger – so that's that's what Andy McCabe is lying about and leaks and all this other stuff. That's That's where Andy McCabe's coming from. Roger Stone – is lying in an investigation that ultimately went nowhere. It was the Mueller probe. They were investigating, looking for a crime that never happened. Now, is Roger Stone an idiot for lying? Yes, and I don't even know what he lied about. I don't even well, know. And, and a braggart, and I mean, Roger Stone is just who Roger Stone has always been. He, yes, yes. H- however, I, I find him as it... a confidant? Maybe not, but he doesn't need to go to jail for nine years. And they're looking into it. Does it? I guess it, it's the philosophical thing. You're inve- the feds are investigating uh, a crime that didn't happen. They're investigating a crime now. During the course of investigating a crime that didn't happen, he told a lie. To me, on the on the scale of uh, what's a worse lie, I think I think Roger Stone's is a little less worse than Andrew McCabe. So with for, so so well, for McCabe to skate really gets under my skin. It really gets under my skin. I know it really gets under your skin, but I, I'm I'm looking at a at, at a bigger picture here. So it does get under my skin. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I'm looking. One of the things I love about President Trump is mm-hmm. that he put Bill Barr in as AG. I think Bill Barr is a very intelligent, um, very good attorney general who is doing good things with the department and the best he can under some crazy, crazy circumstances with the politicization of that department. Now, that being said, I think him appointing a special prosecutor to look at the General Flynn case is a good sign. I think he understands that a lot of the things that went on with the Mueller probe were not okay um, and that there was some maybe pressure-type prosecution going on, which certainly looks to be the case in the Flint, in, Flynn, in Flynn's particular circumstance. Um, Roger Stone, the ridiculous part about that is that, you know, we used to have reporters who would take the statement from the Justice Department and either put it out there as this is the Justice Department's response, or they would investigate it and come up with the truth of what actually happened. Now, the only person who put out the Justice Department's response that I found was Kimberly Strassel. That was basically this guy named Tim Shea with Roger Stone got pressured by these four prosecutors who threatened to quit if they didn't do the sentencing recommendation they wanted. So he signs off about it 
when the higher ups found out, they're like, no, 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 no. This is not equal application of justice. This is not consistent with federal, you know, anything that happens in the federal court system. Here's what we actually recommend. And that all happened before Trump tweeted anything. And there's documentation of these things. So can we just report what actually happened rather than your preferred narrative? That would be lovely. And and like, yes. And, and seriously, I could, I could literally, I could could do some, some damage. I could like, seriously, I could, I could break chairs. I could break tables uh, because it is, it's so infuriating. And all this stuff about, oh, Trump tweeting. He, he, I, he, I can't do my job if he tweets. Blow me. Blow me, blow me. Everyone stood idly by, oh, I'm pissed, you guys. I'm pissed. This is not happy-go-lucky Michael. Everyone just stood there like freaking stupid sheep when Obama was weighing in on every case. Oh, those 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 cops in uh, Boston, uh, uh, I think they got a problem. He would weigh in on everything. So, so clutch your pearls and get to the fainting couch that, oh, Trump tweeted about this and I can't do my job. And I'm a big fan of Bill Barr and there better be some fireworks. There better, I don't think these people know how pissed off people like me are. It's, it's well, they don't insulting. They don't know how people like think. And, and they don't because I'm serious. Like uh, Jim Comey lies to Congress, uh, John Brennan lies to Congress, and and I'm still listen, I'm still back on the frickin' uh, uh, Hillary Clinton having the private server and and wiping that clean and destroying evidence that was had been subpoenaed. I'm still on that. Everybody on the left walks. And then you got Manafort, who's no angel, but Manafort in jail on a process crime. Now you got Roger Stone and the whole hut, 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 hut. We got to get the SWAT team out here. Get the frogman in the canals. Call CNN. He lied to federal investigators. Like, seriously, they treat him like he's El Chapo. And meanwhile, Andy McCabe. And Andy McCabe, this is such a douche. It's such a douche move. I'm sure he's going to, he's suing. He's suing. He's pulling a he's pulling a Jesse Smollett, and it's there. We can't listen. Uh, we have to be able to, to trust in our elections, and we also have to believe in a, a system of justice. And if if Roger Stone does any time, Andy McCabe has to do time. Otherwise, otherwise, it's all just it's so blatantly who you know. Unless I'm missing something big, seriously, leave leave a message. Go to theloftestparty.com. We'll have the podcast up there. Leave a comment. There's a very good chance I'm the dumbest uh, dork on the planet. Maybe I'm missing something painfully obvious. Maybe I'm just a, a, a high functioning moron. But if if lying to federal investigators is a crime, Andy McCabe goes down. If Roger Stone goes, I, I'm so uh, oh, not funny, not funny. But just it just pisses me. And now Lindsey Graham's flapping his lips again. I'm he. Oh, I'm gonna call this guy and I'm gonna call. Shut up, shut up. Do something. I'm still. If you were listening to last week's show, I'm still hung up on the Kavanaugh thing. These people go in there and they go, oh yeah, he did this. It was a they those guys would whip out their wieners and we'd all be roofied and they'd rape us and then they'd take us to the zoo where the the Bengal tigers would pass us around and they would all live and then they'd boof on our noses. Like you can't do that if you lie like that under oath. You gotta get in trouble. 
And I don't even I don't even, I, I'm, I'm not good at holding a grudge, but this is teaching me. Maybe this is a life lesson I needed to learn. Like I needed to learn how to hold a grudge. But like the the laundry list of Democrats that never get in trouble is it's it's beyond the beyond. And nothing to me is so clear cut as lying to federal investigators. Yep, he did it four times under oath. Yep, there's no problem. Yes. And yes! then whining on Chris Wallace this morning about he how being painted a liar was the most hurtful thing ever. I'm like, dude, you were a liar. It's documented. Just because you were convicted <laughs> doesn't change anything. It right. changes nothing. And the reason they chose not to prosecute you is because the judge was upset by Trump weighing in. I think that was probably what Barr's comments were about. Yeah. But you can't prosecute with a judge who's already said that the top echelons of government have weighed in on here. There's no way I can do a fair trial. And he was a Reagan-appointed judge, so we can't even say it was an Obama dude. Oh, let's talk fair trials for a moment while we still have the time. You've got to weigh in on this. I desperately want your opinion on this. Like, this whole Roger Stone juror thing. This this woman who was— tweeting about she's anti-Trump, she ran for Congress as a Democrat. How did she get on the jury? Like, that seriously. Is, that is puzzling, and I, what I don't understand is how during jury selection, and I guess some people put a couple of different things out there, and I don't think we know the answers to them. Um, did Roger Stone's judge not question her appropriately regarding her political affiliations? Did she lie, or did the judge overrule a juror strike. I mean, there's a couple of different, I guess, you know, options there of how that could have happened. And I don't think we know. I want to think, I want to think this is me being an optimist. I want to think that Roger Stone's lawyers were like, that will be our insurance policy. Like we're going to leave this horrible juror up there. And if this whole thing goes South, if this whole thing goes sideways, we can call for a mistrial because that chick was on the jury. Maybe that's maybe that's what was their uh, their their last gambit. But to me, they they need to be disbarred. If that if they if they don't claim that if they don't claim that was their reason, they need to lose their law license. I don't know how you let that person on the jury. I'm fiercely anti-Trump. I ran for Congress as a Democrat. Here's a bunch of my tweets talking about. Uh, how horrible the Trump administration is, and anybody associated with Trump. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be the jury foreman. I think I can be uh, fair and impartial. Not just on the jury, but the foreman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll be in charge. I'll be in charge of this. I am. I am like King Solomon up here, you guys. I can. I can handle it. I'm so. It just. Uh, it. It infuriates me. I feel. And listen. I met Roger Stone. I interviewed him. Uh, it was uh, at Politicon a couple of years ago. Maybe it was the second one they did. Uh, and, and he's an odd dude. He's an odd dude. It was a very uh, brief meeting. Ironically, we have a mutual friend. But uh, so I, I, I'm not like, oh, and don't you, like, like General Flynn. General Flynn, that's the other one. There's the other guy that's that really got hosed in this. That like really got hosed. He's I can't say this enough. That case is being that entire case is being reviewed. Will the government give him all his money back? Will he get his house back? 
Will he get the time it, out of his it, life back? On it's horrible. What the determinations are he may have ways to do that. He he better he better and listen, you guys. Uh, as you sit there and you're <clears throat> driving in your cars on the way to work or wherever you listen to the podcast, uh, remember this: uh, w- if the FBI ever talks to you, uh, there's two things you need to tell them. Uh, one, I, I want my lawyer, and two, I'm a Democrat. That's the, those are the two things. Because evidently, being a Democrat is a get out of jail free card. You can you can literally you can literally get away with lying to federal investigators um, multiple times. So if the FBI ever comes knocking, poor General Flynn, poor General Flynn, and then you got Comey on record going, "Oh, we'd never do this." Under the uh, Obama administration, we never would have done this under Bush. But uh, here we go. Trump, he's the new guy. He's the new guy. We're going to try to pull this shenanigan. General Flynn, should I have a lawyer here? Nah, you don't need a lawyer. If the F- if the FBI ever tells you you don't need a lawyer, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Whoo! That that felt good. That was uh that was cathartic. Got it all off your chest. I think I did. There might be some left. There might be. There might Rolling be. into the second segment. That we'll, we'll have to we'll have, we'll have to see what happens. Holy smoke! Robot lady just made it. And I don't even know what she's talking about. Here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna take a little break, a little pause in the action. Stick around. We're gonna be. Uh, Gypsy has a bone to pick with Mayor Pete. She might, she might make my little uh, Andrew McCabe thing look small and insignificant. Stick around. We'll be right back. Outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill for pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. It's segment two. We're doing it in segments. We're pulling it apart like a tasty podcasty orange. It's time for segment two. And bitches, we be seedless. All I, was right. say, I want I want podcast monkey bread. I want oh my gosh. I would kill for some podcast monkey bread. Isn't there's a monkey horrible bread the best. There's a horrible commercial out there for uh, King's Hawaiian rolls. Oh my god. Have you seen it? No, but the I haven't. But the best sliders ever are made with King's Hawaiian rolls. Well, that's what that th- it starts off with. Mom going, 
uh, I should make King's Hawaiian Rolls uh, breakfast sandwiches. And the whole family's like, yay. And then the other kid, uh, we should do King's Hawaiian Rolls French toast or some garbage like that. Yay. And then the one kid says, I want King's Hawaiian monkey bread. And that's when I have the orgasm in my pants. That's when... I didn't even not seen that commercial, but sliders, you can, you can put anything between the two pieces. You get the, you get the rolls, you slice them in half. You can put hamburger in there. You can put chicken in there. You you can put anything in there. I don't even know what we just played an ad for, but we should be sponsored by King's Hawaiian Rolls. We should be sponsored by King's Hawaiian I wanted to do a food truck with those sliders. I I would have made millions. Listen, at, at, at the at Loftus Party World Headquarters, when the whole family, when the, all the employees are around, uh, we do the big Thanksgiving dinner, the big Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. You do that early because later on that evening, you do you do the turkey, you do the ham, uh, the little sandwiches. Uh, those cat, oh, damn, those are good rolls. Those yes, are good rolls. Are. Those are tasty. Get in contact with us, Kings Hawaiian people. We'll do some spots. <laughs> you you owe us a spot now. <laughs> yeah. Just because we genuinely love your product. Right. Okay. So you got a bone to pick with Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete, uh, first of all, a couple things. Yes, he does look like Alfred E. Newman from Mad Magazine. That's just funny. Trump's good with nicknames. Uh, number two, and because I was like, uh, we were texting before the show, and you said you had some things to go with Mayor Pete. And I'm like, what did this guy do? So maybe that's the best way to do it. Maybe, maybe I don't do my little one-two list. What's your beef with Mayor Pete? What has he done? He seems so innocent. Well, my first thing is what he hasn't done, which is say anything of substance, because all he does is talk in McKinsey speak. And if you have ever dealt with McKinsey consultants or any of the big consultants, you know, consultants from consulting firms, there's a game we call played like during those meetings called Bullshit Bingo. Big secret about corporate America, folks. They don't say anything. There's actually there's actually a Mayor Pete like quote generator at this point, and it is so spot on. It is have, so McKenzie. But you anyway, that's actual... my overall criticism of him. But okay. apparently, last week, the end of the week, Rush Limbaugh had the temerity to go on his show and make what I believe is a factual statement. Okay. It was not his personal opinion. It had nothing to do with his own personal preferences. What Rush Limbaugh said is that I do not think Americans are ready to vote for a gay president. Come again. Well, come again. Come again. All Rush Limbaugh said is I do not think Americans are ready to vote for a gay president. Because there's a couple of dirty little secrets no one will talk about, right? There was a video of a woman in Iowa who said, what? He's gay? I want my card back. (laughs) Ha ha! Okay, there are some people who are not ready to do that. And do you know what one of the largest groups who don't approve of gay marriage is? Uh, African-American. African-Americans and Hispanics, and especially religious African-Americans. And what is every Democrat commentator talking about in this race? Who can get the what vote? And I mean, it offends the crap out of me, but. Yeah. Who can get the black vote? Yes. Oh, has zero black support. Joe Biden's got all the black support. This, that, and the other thing. Because if they don't hit 85 to 90% of that vote, they can't win. This is, uh, this is true. Uh, this is true. And that's, then that is what it's 
part of the wonderful thing that we're seeing right now in yeah, in modern times. I, I really, I do too. Uh, listen, uh-huh. I know that we were talking about it a couple podcasts ago, uh, ago about uh, Trump's numbers in the African-American community and in the Latino community. And, and they're, he's doing well. He's doing better than I think any other uh, Republican president. And it goes back to he had a really small never never forget right now you got bloomberg and trump and you know yada yada the comparison of a uh, the billionaire bloomberg is spending money like he's uh, heath ledger's joker you know he's like it's not about the money he's just spent trump had a really tight like really <laughs> yeah he's but trump was really tight and he would just make these decisions like you know what no we're going to go to detroit and i'm going to talk to the black community it's like hey you've been voting democrat for all these years and you're still poor uh, vote for me. What do you got to lose? And it's like the Democrats. And how can you not wake up to the, the, the realization that the Democrats only seem to care about you when it's election time? And and so so mayor. So so hold on. So Rush Limbaugh is supposed to be some kind of demon man because he's he's uh, stating a pretty obvious thing. A, an opinion based on facts from data and polls that he's seen over time. So yeah. now Pete Buttigieg waddles himself onto CNN this morning with Anderson Cooper. Maybe it was last night. I really don't care because I don't watch CNN other than the ridiculous clips on Twitter. And um, says, you know, I da 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 da. And, you know, I can't believe and I don't care. And I'm so sorry that the GOP, you know, embraces this homophobic rhetoric under Trump. I'm like, under Trump, under Trump. The first president to agree with gay marriage on day one, President Trump, who wrote an order to do a global initiative to stop gays from being killed in the countries that still do that. Yeah. Donald Trump, who hired the first openly gay ambassador. (laughs) Oh, God forbid Rush Limbaugh supports somebody that homophobic. Shut up, Pete Buttigieg. And let's not forget. It's like as you're saying that, I'm remembering. Like, do you? Re- of course, you remember this when when uh, when Mayor Petey was going after Mike Pence. Remember that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mike Pence never said anything bad about him. Mike, Mike Pence is like he served his country with honor. We wish him and his husband the very best. Yes. You homophobic. It was just like he's gonna Lord. put me in a camp. <laughs> Don't what? electrocute my nards. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's. The fake outrage. How much longer do you think Pete has? How much longer do you think he's going to be in this thing? You know, I look I look at 538, which I think does some honest analysis of the big picture. I don't I, even know what 538 is. 538 is a poll aggregator, kind of like Real Clear Politics. But Ooh. they do more, like Real Clear Politics just tells you what past polls have done. Um, yeah. 538 will actually forecast into the future. Yes. Um, now, everybody did a horrible job in the 2016 general election, of course, um, with the exception of very few who took some different kind of polling attitudes. But 538 right now is doing odds based on demographics and early polling in the various primary states, et cetera. And right now, the favorite to win the convention is no one. They're right now saying the biggest possibility is a contested convention. 
It's wonderful. Hold on to that thought. Hold on to that thought because I have I have something semi intelligent to add to that. But I found I found the the Pete Buttigieg, the Mayor Petey quote. He said something. Here it is. The shape of our democracy is the issue that affects every other issue. Yes, that's the code generator. The, the shape. No, he actually said this. Are this you is, sure? Yes. The quote, and this is also... Some people this is, have been attributing the generator to real quotes. This is from his uh, Twitter account. Oh the my shape, god. The shape of our democracy is the issue that affects every other issue. The shape of our democracy? <laughs> okay, so, so I just wanted you guys to have that in your hip pocket, dear general listening heathens. Here's what, here's what I heard bandied about this morning. Bullshit! I call bullshit. On what? I got my bingo card, and 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 shape of our democracy was one of my squares. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Okay, so uh, here's what they were saying. I don't even know what I was. What it might have been, uh, face the nation oh. or something. But they were talking about if you add up everybody. What is it? If you take away Bernie, and then add up everyone else, you get more people. And and I was like, where have I heard that before? Where have I heard that before? And I remember, I remember when they said that about Trump, when 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 Trump was just starting to really crush it on the campaign trail back in 2016. All the the George Bush, Marco Rubio, and Ted Cruz people were like, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you take Trump out of the picture and you add up everyone else, there's more people. And I'm like, yeah, I understand yeah. that, but that's not how However, it works. My favorite ones now are the the never Trumpers who like this was set up to help a Romney or a McCain, not a Trump. Well, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Are we saying that our primaries should be less democratic so you can get the squish rollover and please like me, media dude? You want? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, yeah, basically yeah. saying we should be more like the Democrats. But literally, right now, one of the major forecasting groups that does this kind of work is saying the biggest chance is a contested convention. They are saying nobody is going in with a majority of delegates. Okay. So Bernie is second. Bernie has like a 41% chance. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. This is going to be so much fun. You guys just to I'm watch. Glad I don't live and just to, you're, you're glad you don't live where? Milwaukee where they're having the convention. Oh, that's going to be, that is going to be wonderful to sit and literally, I know it's kind of a meme and it's kind of hacky and it's a trope and all that other good stuff, but like literally, li I, I want to make popcorn. I'm, I'm going to make popcorn and I'm going to watch that one because that is going to be an absolute train wreck. I don't think Biden makes it. I think, now, no, I, I think Biden's going to drop out after I don't After know how Vegas? much money he has left. That's the big problem. Uh, they all have to be waking up. All the big donors have to be waking up and going, uh, this guy, he ain't got legs. He, he just doesn't uh -huh. have the legs have to do it. don't have anybody that does. Okay, and I just remembered one, and this goes with our first segment. Uh, can we please still invent 
uh, invent. Can we please still look into Hunter Biden and Burisma? Can we still look into that? Can we still look into how Hunter Biden uh, got that the, the government, the Chinese government, to invest all that money? Can we still look into that? Can we look into that little piece of nepotism, please? That when Joe Biden was in charge of the Ukraine, all of a sudden Hunter Biden gets the big big job. Can we please look into that? Sorry, Senator goes- Grassley's got some of that. Senator Grassley. I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. But like these they need to step up. I'm going to get mad again. I'm going to get mad again. I think he's requested a lot of documents. My bet is his staff remember like we didn't know everything Devin Nunes was doing around the FISA abuse. That investigation was going on for months before he wrote the memo. This is true. And I remember oh. they, they dragged Devin Nunez and uh, and uh, Trey Gowdy, you know, through the gutter. What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? And they found a bunch of stuff. And so Nunez. And they were right. Yes, they were. More power to de- keep going, Devin Nunez. Keep Love going. Me, keep Devin. going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I think Biden, I don't know when the timeline is. What's the primary on Tuesday? Isn't there one this um, Tuesday? Or I... Nevada, then South Carolina, then Super Tuesday. I think that's hilarious that the uh, all those uh, kitchen workers, the the union in Nevada, who they fought so hard, they fought so hard to get a good contract. It took them years. Their strike was just brutal, but they got it. They won, and now they're gonna lose. It's all right. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. But that's the that's the problem with uh, socialized medicine. That's the problem with big government as the solution. You have something that you worked really, really hard for. And then the federal government comes and goes, nope, no moss. Get it out. We know better. <laughs> what? Right. We know better than you do. This from uh, the party that literally cannot count up to uh, one hundred and seventy one thousand in right. Iowa. You have to look at it this way. Do tell. A lot of rank and file union members actually voted for Trump last time. The guys on the shop floor who are generally, I mean, having worked with with several large groups of these over over my career. Yeah. um, They're pretty conservative guys. Generally family oriented, generally church going. I mean, they're they're conservative folks, right? Um, Yes. A lot of the a lot of the rank and file ended up moving towards Trump because he was talking about redoing NAFTA. He was talking about a manufacturing resurgence. He was talking about stopping the outsourcing of jobs. A lot of things that you used to hear from the left, right? Yes. But the large, you know, the large organizations themselves are still too financially invested in the Democrats because Democrats understand density and dues. That's what matters, right? This time okay. you actually had union leadership going, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's the first time you've seen that. Well, it is. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Like, if you're oh, losing, if you're losing manufacturing jobs, if you're bleeding out on the table, like your 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 union won't matter. It won't mm-hmm. matter if you don't have any new members because they're all getting fired because right. the plant is getting shut down. So you gotta you gotta do some triage there and go. Okay, let's vote for a guy who's gonna open up some new plants and uh, loosen up the restrictions and get the federal government off our neck, so we can actually expand and make some new stuff 
It's all and wonderful. And not take away the health care we've given up wages for for the last 20 years. Yeah. And th- that was a bridge too far. Yes. And so now they're not going to endorse anybody. They, they did a big they did a big announcement. We, we're not going to vote for anybody. All right. We're going to take another short break. Here's what you got to look forward to. Uh, I got some big news, some big good news uh, on the Freedom to Laugh tour and the special on Fox Nation. We're going to do a little, I got to, we got to talk a little dog face pony soldier because I actually like that one. Daytona 500, Gwyneth Paltrow, Birds of Prey, Box Office. We're going to be digging into a little bit more of the entertainment side of things, a little bit of pop culture when we come right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! It is segment three. If you're counting, if you're eating this delicious, political, pop culture, pulp-free orange of a show... Boy, that, that metaphor is already tired. Like, halfway through saying it, I'm like, that's lame. I gotta shut monkey up. Monkey bread. Monkey Same. bread. Monkey bread. Pull, the monkey bread pull-apart show. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I started choking. So... There's a lot to cover here too, but it's mm-hmm. great we got we got some time to do it. Uh, I'm very happy to report this. As you know, uh, I've been fortunate enough to go down to uh, Fox News and do some stuff on Fox and Friends and the Great Gutfeld Show and yada yada. I also do, uh, and right now I'm my days are filled with um, I'm writing on a show for Netflix. I'm not saying that to be. I'm just saying like I have a full plate. Uh, but when I'm not doing that, uh, me and my friends, Brian Hayner and Reno Collier, we go on the road and we do this show, Freedom to Laugh. And, you know, it's political comedy. It's like blue collar stuff. It's it's fun. It's fun, funny, upbeat. Everybody has a great time. Everybody leaves the show feeling great. It's awesome. And we were very lucky enough to – we had Fox Nation said that they wanted to film it. We said yes. They came out to our show uh, in Chicago. Great crowd, great night. And I, I, I think they were nervous. I think Fox Nation were like, ah, is there really a, a, a space for this on Fox Nation and all this? I got a call from uh, Fox Nation 
last week, early last week, they're very happy. The numbers have been great. And it really uh, made me feel good because this is something like the, the whole Freedom to Laugh tour. That's something that I do because it's fun and I think it needs to happen and there has to be more pop culture stuff. There has to be more. We can go. We can laugh. We can we can have a good time. And I was so very, very happy to hear that the numbers are good. So hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks, month or so, I'm going to be making another little announcement about freedom to laugh and more shows and we're going here and we're doing that and Fox Nation this and Fox Nation that. Uh, so it's very exciting and it's good and it and it renews my faith in humanity because you will have a hard time convincing me that they're not trying to make us all feel like weirdos. You know, that like, oh, if you're, if you are, if you lean to the right, you're a weirdo, you're a Nazi, you hate people, you're this, you're that, you're homophobic, blah, 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 blah. So I think it's, it's important. And I'm not, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, blow my own horn here, but I think it's more than just a comedy show. It's like, it's, it's, it's fun because you talk to people after the show and it's like, you're saying things that you would only say. You're making jokes and you're laughing about stuff like AOC being just a complete and total moron. But Brian Hayner has the funniest song. And it's all just it's all just Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's actual. These are quotes from her, but it's oh, hilarious. God. And it's like it's like a guilty pleasure. You're like, I'm laughing at this. I, yes, I should be laughing at this. We've been programmed to think that, oh, we're not allowed to make fun of these people. Oh, yes, we are. We totally are, and we're doing it. So I was really happy. And just so you guys know, uh, and maybe I shouldn't even say this, but here I go. Uh, the, no money changed hands for the whole Fox Nation thing. This was like, this was out of the, and maybe I'm naive, and maybe I'm stupid, uh, whatever. But like Fox Nation is like, if if we do, we'll we'll do the special, and we'll put it on the air. I, I've never, we we never, we ne we we made zero dollars. Zero. It could be the most downloaded special in in the history of comedy. Then I would be mad. Then I would be mad. But it's just literally this was it's and not to be too artsy fartsy, but it's like I I this is something that just needed to be in the world. It just needed to be in existence. So uh Reno Collier didn't make a dime. Uh Brian Hayner didn't make a dime. I didn't make a dime. We took uh, some of the ticket, you know, we, we, we sell tickets for the actual show, but for the Fox Nation thing, th that's just uh, that's just for the love, love of doing it and for the love of, you know, our fellow Americans who are feeling outcast and ought we are the new we are the new underdogs. So I prefer uh, counterculture. Yeah. Counterculture. Punk know, rock. Do you know, I got that reinforced this week. What happened? Did you see Samantha B all upset about Prager U? Oh, did I ever? That you one gotta think to one of her kids has stumbled across Prager U. The lady at YouTube had the same problem with her son watching Ben Shapiro. Like, kids are gonna be kids and they're gonna listen to what their parents are saying and going, Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so hold on. So just for the people listening. Uh, for the wonderful sexy heathens that are listening to this part of the show, Samantha B in a, her show, what is it? What is it? I don't even remember the name of her show. 
but they tweeted out it was a series of tweets about how uh prager you and i'm i'm paraphrasing here but the idea is uh prager you prager you and their videos on youtube are corrupting minds and it's it's horrible it's bad it's i don't know if they called for them to be shut down but that one that one infuriated me that one infuriated me because PragerU is doing what we're doing. They do a much better job of it. It's like a different space. Like, I, I love their videos. Uh, you know, m my show is more, you know, comedy and it's a little raunchier or whatever. PragerU, those videos are just like, here's this, here's that. Compare, contrast. They say this, here's what really happened. They're really, uh, and, and they've gone to great lengths to play by the rules. And that's where, that's where we're the same. Right. Like I'm not cussing in my videos. You're never going to see boobs or, you know, I'm playing within the guidelines where, OK, you made the And and it just infuriated me. It infuriated me as a guy who and if you've listened to the show uh, for a long time, you know that I had a talk show that was uh, as we were pitching it big production company, blah, 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 and was just told by several outlets, we can't put this on the air because it'll look friendly to the right. So for political reasons, Amazon didn't want the show. For political reasons, Netflix didn't want the show. For political reasons, TBS wouldn't even take a meeting. For political reasons, uh, syndication group, they all loved the show, but for political, they did not want that message to get out. And that's when I doubled down on YouTube. I'm like, okay, I'll do YouTube. You're not going to, and that's what so angered me about the Samantha B thing. Prager U, okay, so Prager U and the Loftus Party were not allowed on television. We're not allowed. So then you try to carve out a little niche on YouTube. And to have this, this, horrible Samantha B person start to like bully Prager you you can't even have that it's uh, and it's what infuriates me when people are like oh you don't like Twitter make your own Twitter you don't like YouTube make your own YouTube you don't like this make your own and it's like it, it's it's the Fox News of it all it's the Fox News like yeah. for for years and years and years the left just dominated news dominated news and then some genius said you know what I'm gonna do a news channel that's 24 hours of news but we're gonna go right down the middle if anything we might lean a little bit to the right but we're gonna we're, we're gonna be counter programming to that. And it's insanely mm -hmm. popular. It's insanely popular. And they're like, oh, Fox News is propaganda. And for, for Samantha B to do that to Prager uh, University, I met De Dennis Prager. He's a sweet guy. Those videos are great. Oh, I love Dennis. Yeah, it, it, it's Such all good. Such a nice good. man. And that's the problem. And, and that's where I get frustrated when, you know, your, your friends get kicked off Twitter. And like, oh, I guess you'll just have to make your own thing. Which, by the way, I'll just say this right now. We're making our own thing. We're making our own thing. You guys have to uh, go to CloudHub, sign up on CloudHub. I was just talking to uh, the the guy who's your your buddy and, and mine now, uh, Stacy. Uh, use use the hashtag Loftus or Loftus Party or whatever so that they know that I kind of turned you onto it. CloudHub's pretty awesome. They have it's it's better than Twitter. It's better than Twitter, and I'm going to start screaming it from the mountaintops very soon. But Clout Hub, there's video, there's rooms, there's news, there's different interests, and it's just getting better and better every day. So ha, 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 ha. 
Samantha B going after well, Prairie U. I mean, if if you want to be, how do we put it? If you want to take a positive view, I do. So let's take a positive view. Um, every episode of Samantha B has less views than the average Prager U video. Ha ha. Additionally, you know, something had to invade Samantha B's personal life for her to even know what Prager U was. Yeah. So I'm thinking what she caught one of her kids watching it. And for like these far leftists, having your kids watch the Daily Wire or, or, you know, Prager You or anything like that. Even even Joe Rogan. It's I like a it... snuff film when we were kids, you know? And you don't even put my name out there. That's the part that hurts my feelings. <laughs> you don't uh, even plug you don't even plug the very show you're on. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you live to Atlanta and get people there in person. Do it. Do it. We will turn that town out. I want you to turn four towns out. <laughs> yes, sir. But yes, I see your. And I've point. got the email list to make it happen. And here's what I'm, I'm, I'm. The, I think it's funny that you think it might be one of Samantha B's kids. Like that's horrifying. I think it might have been Samantha B herself. Like she's looking one night to see how her YouTube channel's <laughs> going, and like the next suggested video was a PragerU video, and she's like, "What the hell is this?" Okay. Or her uh, husband. That would be like she was being cheated on or something. She catches her husband in bed watching Prager U. Yeah. She's got a huge, well, she's got a huge erection. It's, it's not as bad as when she caught him at the parents' meeting at their kids' school keeping all the, all the, other, all the other types of people out of the building. Ha. Huh. Okay, we got to get into hypocrites. this. such hypocrites. Oh, it's... Nuts. Yes. It's, it's the hypocrisy. Just in this... I'm gonna. I'm, I want to. Uh, I'm not gonna do that yet. Um, it, it is the hypocrisy, though. Uh, Got to touch on this. See, here's what happens. What the left does. The left does is like you have to. You have to accept our new reality, or you're a bad person. You have to accept our rules, our way of seeing the world, or you're a bad person. Like, if you didn't like uh, the last Jedi, you're a bad person. And and the latest one, uh, this uh, Birds of Prey movie. It's like. I love the entertainment business. I love being on sets. I love writing. I love making something out of nothing. I don't take a lot of joy in the Birds of Prey uh, fiasco. However, it, it's it's like slapping someone in an old movie. Like, you know, wake up. Come to your senses. And Hollywood is, continues to do this. And they continue to blame dudes for it. Uh, Birds of Prey... Which this could have been a great franchise. Listen, uh, Harley Quinn was the standout character from uh, Suicide Squad, and and Margot Robbie's fantastic. If anybody was ever born to play a character, it's just a great match. It's just a great match. Birds of Prey, they made that movie for eighty four million bucks. Eighty four million bucks. It has made globally one hundred and forty five. 145. Now, if you're if you're at home, you're thinking, "Wow, they only spent 84. Uh, it made 145 worldwide. They're up. They they made a little money. 60 million. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because the 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 secret of Hollywood is you double that number. You double that 84 number because that's your promotional cost. 
that's your promotional cost. So now uh, you're looking closer to 170 million bucks. Now that that's like the old way of thinking because of the internet and because of YouTube and streaming services and all this other stuff, they have built in uh, that number yet again to advertise on the internet. So you, the, the rule of thumb is you triple the budget. So if the budget was 50 million, you're out the door for, you got to make 150 million uh, to, to, to turn a profit. So, uh, yeah. So birds of prey is eating it. It is eating it. And it's already been out for a couple weeks and I don't think it's going to get any better. Yeah. I didn't even know it was coming out. Oh yeah. Oh, it it was just one of those horrible things. It was just one of those horrible things because Jared Leto and, and, uh, you know, his Joker and Harley Quinn were like, that was the only really good thing about Suicide Squad. So when I heard, oh, she's getting her own movie, I got a little excited. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. And then you see the first promos, you see the first trailers of it, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. Oh, boy. It's Harley Quinn. She, and it starts off, I, I, I broke up with the Joker, so now I'm on my own. And, oh, it's girl power. And she, her, her friends, and she and her woman friends don't need men and there's a big bad man who's taken over the city and they i'm like i'm out i'm out i'm out well you know but even for fans i don't know that they ever would have seen an ad for this movie only because every bit of ad space on everything i ever turn on has been taken up by mike bloomberg it's nutty it's nutty I have a thing on on Sunday mornings. I get up, I have my coffee, and then before I go to work too, I get up, I have my coffee, I turn on the, like the local news, whatever right. the, the cable company I'm with here in New York. It's the local news, and I love it so much. And right. and it's almost every other ad is for Mike Bloomberg. Every other oh, ad on YouTube, on every radio station, on TV, on like it's literally to the point where it incenses me and like and gives me a little bit of a tick. Right? Because I've seen it and heard it. Mike can get it done or whatever the hell it is he yeah. says. Yeah. And um like literally if we're driving in the car and a Mike Bloomberg ad comes on, my husband changes the channel. <laughs> if we're great. watching TV and a Bloomberg ad comes on, he changes the channel. That's great. I I have to think though, with that kind of money. Uh, they've done market research and the people who sold it, that's like, I know it's going to seem like a lot. And I know it seems like you're going to be turning people off, but the only way to bl- to bake in your name in all these other markets is to do this hyper saturation. And it, I think it's working. I think it's working. And the left I, has a I real disagree. decision to make. I disagree. You think it's turning people off? I think hope is not a strategy. I think it's desperation. And I think some media company sold him, some media buying company sold him a bill of goods. And what is 15% of 300 million? Somebody made $45 million. Oh, oh yeah. Seriously, let's light a cigar for those people. Yeah, like, (laughs) that's good good game. But let me tell you, when I'm sitting there and I'm watching, let's say, Scott Adams, right? Yes. And I do that in the evenings because he's a hip. He does hypnosis too, and it actually helps me fall asleep. Um, <laughs> but he's an interesting guy. Scott 
nobody who's watching Scott Adams is going to vote for Mike Bloomberg. But there's still yeah. an ad. It's I, I think it's all just baking in the name. I, I, I literally think that's all it is. They're just trying to bake in for if you're if you if you're not in the New York area and you might not know who Bloomberg is, they're going to make sure everyone knows. And they're just I, I think that's all it is. It's like, you know, they, they're trying to and they've been doing it for three years now, but baking it in, baking it in. Trump's a criminal. Trump's a criminal. Trump's a criminal. Yeah. Every time you turn around, it's just Mike Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg. And you know, where the only the only thing that's honestly baked in in my image of Bloomberg, other than the fact that he just wants my guns. What is else? Sure. Somebody tweeted out of him standing in between Jared Kushner and Donald Trump. And he, like, comes up to their belly buttons. <laughs> Did I tell you that I, I met Eric Trump recently? No, I, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I was down a uh, very tall fellow. Very tall I'm fellow. I'm sure. I'm sure. But even you, Kushner, he's not blood, and he's pretty tall. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a tall family. You have to go to uh, my Twitter account. Go to the Loftus Party. I retweeted this thing. Uh, and it'll still be up. You guys will have to go through all my my liked videos uh, at the Loftus Party on Twitter. Go to my profile. Go to my likes. And you will see uh, I retweeted this piece of video that's Mike Bloomberg. And it looks like he's on stage with the cast of Mary Poppins. I'm not kidding you. He opens up an umbrella that's like from the fire department in the, the New York. And he says, like, Mike can get it done, and he just floats off into the sky. Oh, my God, you are kidding. I am not kidding. You have to go. He just, he floats, he floats away, and everybody just waves goodbye. It's the most, it's not the most, but it's a pretty uh, insane little piece of footage. Uh, (laughs) It's like Mike Bloomberg. He's like Mary, he's Mary Poppins. He's Mary Poppins. First of all. Dude needs to find a good food tester because he's talking about making Hillary his vice president. Yes. Um, but the idea that a white billionaire is going to buy the Democratic nomination, which if it's a contested convention is what I believe will happen, is yes. just a screaming bit of hysteria. He can't. He, he can't be that stupid to, to to actually go with Hillary. Okay, I got some uh, some kind of depressing news, and this is uh, this is on me. This is on me. Uh, I put out a little thing like, "What did you do for Valentine's Day? What did you do for Valentine's? Good times or a total miss?" And of the responses I got, I think only one person mentions getting laid, and and that that depressed me. That depressed me, and Some it made me. Some people still want to talk about it. Listen, I'm not asking your favorite position. I'm not asking for the intimate details. I'm just like we were not. Hey, we were knocking boots. Hey, we had a good one. Oh snap, we were up all night long. We whatever. It was just a little bit, and and it may. It, I have to make some changes. I have to make some changes, and it, and someday, uh, I will tell you about some other internal battles that are going on about the, about content at theloftestparty.com. I will go off 
about the content at theloftestparty.com. But just remember, this is I'm not here, and and Gypsy, you're not. We're having a good time. I know we did a lot of bitching this episode, but like this is not your normal uh, conservative podcast. Blah blah blah. Like it, it's gotta. I need to. I need to take more of a leadership role. It might get a little raunchier. That's all I'm saying. And if Uh-oh. you don't like it, and if you don't like it, tough. Sorry, that that we're not we're not the home for you. But uh, oh my gosh, uh, I got to give a shout out. We're going long. I apologize. Uh, I always do the Saturday butts. I always, you know, and and last woo last night's was a good one. Uh, Levi's was a just fantastic looking. Lisa Tate, who writes a lot of content for theloftestparty.com, who's just an awesome person. I I just think she's fantastic. She sent me a photo that's going to be next Saturday's picture, if I can wait that long. If I can wait that long. It's uh, so... Uh, okay, I'll, just, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it. There's She goes, hey, you know, there's women who like butts too. Maybe you could use this. And it's a dude who's completely naked and he's uh, standing inside a, a bomber, like a World War II bomber, and he's manning his position at one of the guns. And I'm like, what the – it's black and white. It's from World War II, and this uh, this young man is fit. He's a, he's a good-looking dude, not wearing a stitch of clothing, but there's a cool story behind it. Uh, these guys – uh, I think it must have been like an amphibious – someone – their plane had been shot down, and the and the pilot had been badly burned. These guys stopped, and this dude who couldn't swim in all of his gear threw off his clothing, stripped down to nothing, dove into the Pacific. The whole time, the plane's taken incoming fire from the Japanese, you know, on the island. He gets – he helps the the burned up pilot back to the the plane, and they're like, "We got to get out of here." So this guy gets the pilot on board, and without wearing a stitch of clothing, goes back to his gun and starts putting down suppressing fire. Just complete. It's the coolest picture. So when I put it up next Saturday, and you're like, "Wow, he's posting pictures of dudes' butts." This guy's a hero. This dude is a hero, and literally uh, a badass. <laughs> You want to see it now, don't you? That sounds like equal opportunity buttocks to me. That is true. The equal opportunity uh, buttocks. Okay, we're going to get out of here. I got to take a look at the Daytona 500. I'm so glad that Trump is going to be there. I'm glad the Beast is going to be doing a couple of laps. They're going to take that big, giant armored limo and do a couple laps at the Indy 500 or the Daytona 500. It'll be great. You guys have an awesome week. Uh, We're on Patreon. We're on YouTube. We're on the iTunes. And now we're also on the Spotify. We're very happy at KLRN Radio. Tell your friends.